Okay, guys, this is the Anger Prepper. Today's episode, episode 125, we're going to talk about the food shortage is here. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this again is because last week, or rather two weeks ago now, while I was doing the FDNY 343 ride, which is a charity ride, a week-long event, which is a charity ride for wounded veterans. So during this ride, we were stopping through small towns, you know, all along the, uh, I wouldn't say all along the East Coast, but every town from Montauk, Long Island, New York, to Washington, D.C. And a lot of the small towns in between there, I was noticing food shortage. So the first stop we made, I noticed that in the Walmart, that is, that there wasn't a lot of supplies or products on the shelves and then I happened to walk through the freezer section of Walmart and there was barely any food in the in the freezer in the containers sorry the fridge containers and uh, so with that guys as I'm walking through the store I'm realizing holy shit now the clothing department was you know stacked there was wasn't a problem with clothes but there were a problem with everything else in the uh, store the electronics were bare the uh, coffee machines, toasters, things of that nature were bare. And then the food in the fridge and the produce were bare. There was like barely anything in there. Now, I thought, okay, this is just the first stop. It's not a big deal. Uh, you know, whatever. They, they just missed a shipment or their shipment didn't come in. It was running late. So I sort of shrugged it off. I didn't think anything of it. All right. So as me and... Another buddy of mine, who's also a fireman, we're walking through the supermarket. I start noticing lack of food on the shelves. So now I'm sitting there thinking, what the hell? Okay, the food shortage is real. Now, I have said before in a couple of my videos that a lot of the times the smaller uh, cities and or towns are going to see it first. And then we're going to see it in the city last. And then the chaos in the city happens first, and then the chaos in smaller cities and towns happen close to last. Usually small towns, they probably won't see that chaos because they know how to stick together a lot better than the city folks. But knowing that the lack of food, guys, is on these shelves and that there is a problem, this is only going to get worse. So obviously... We have to continue to prep. We have to continue to buy the canned goods. We have to start canning our own food, dehydrating our own food, uh, freezing our own food, vacuum sealing our own food, making sure that we have more than enough for the next few years. Now, I know a lot of people don't have enough room to store for the next few years. Uh, right now, I'm up to probably about two years worth of food, hoping that this doesn't last longer than five. Uh, hopefully by the end of this this year, I'll have about five to five and a half years worth of food. So right now, like I said, I'm up to a year and a half, two years worth of food. And that's just storing stuff away. Once I start canning, I could probably make a nice dent in my uh, in my supplies. But we all need to be doing the same thing. Continue to store food away. It's one thing, guys, when you hear preppers on YouTube or podcast talk about it and now you're starting to see it now you know that the danger is right around the corner 
because I'm probably going to say maybe within a year and a half, two years, we're probably going to start seeing starvation if this uh, supply chain doesn't get any worse, if it doesn't get disrupted more or if it doesn't collapse, then we should be seeing a change within a year or so. But if it doesn't fix itself, if it collapses, we're definitely going to see big problems probably in a year and a half, two years. And so why wait to the last minute to prep when you should start prepping now? Guys, get canned goods you probably wouldn't even eat. If you see it on sale, buy it. I mean, as of right now, the forefront of your food supply should be foods that you are going to eat and foods that you can easily prepare. But when it starts getting ugly and nasty and you start seeing less shit on the shelves, that's where you start buying shit that you normally wouldn't eat. Right? Especially if it's like spam, for example, and there's a ton of it. Uh, get it. We are going to need to be more uh, reliant on ourselves because, guys, the government's not going to help us. Now, I know that, or we know, rather, sorry, that the government's been looking to cut our meat consumption down and the UN was talking about it doing worldwide, doing it worldwide, sorry, uh, cutting down on meat consumption. So there is a definite plan with trying to uh, screw us over when it comes to meats. Because, guys, the meat industry is insane right now. The price for steak, the other day at the firehouse, uh, someone bought in steaks, and it was like $22 a package. I forgot what it was uh, per pound. That's insane. And it was for T-bone steaks that are normally 15, 16 bucks a package. It's, it was up to $22, $23 a package. That's a problem. They're trying to price this out with the meat and they're making it more difficult to uh, get meat because the cattle industry took a hit because of COVID. The chicken and pork industry took a hit because of COVID. So they are raising less farm animals to produce. And this is why we're seeing what we're seeing on this end. So, get to know your local farmers really good, guys. I'm trying to find a local farmer that I can uh, team up with and hopefully uh, provide myself and my group here, NYC Preppers Network, with some meat until that runs out because it's inevitable, guys. Where this is going, this is going to get a lot tougher. And again, like in my last podcast where I talked about you're not alone, this is the exact kind of things I'm talking about. Teaming up with other people, teaming up with farmers, finding each other out there on the internet, joining together, and coming up with a plan because this is going to get hard. They are throwing everything they can at us at once and seeing what buckles first, or who buckles first, rather. Right? They're throwing the mandates at us. They're throwing forced vaccinations. They're throwing lack of food. They're throwing lack of supplies. They're talking about the supply chain collapsing. They're talking about the economy collapsing, right? So it's all coming at us at once. And then they're distracting us with a volcano in the Canary Islands and asteroids that seemingly zip past us probably every month. So they're throwing everything they can at us to distract us and or scare us. Listen, guys, the food shortage is real. So a lot of people are like, well, I'm not seeing it yet. You guys are full of shit. Open your eyes. It's there. A lot of supermarkets are pushing a lot of the food products to the front of the shelves to make it look like there's plenty. And there isn't. And here's the other thing, too, guys. To be fair, they move the stuff up to the front of the shelves so you're also not reaching to the back. 
and it doesn't look disorderly. That's another reason why they, they push it to the front, to make it look neat. But if you look behind those cans, guys, you will see bare shelves behind those cans. So, again, notice what's going on in your local supermarket. Notice what's going on in your local uh, meat market, if you will. Also, guys, liquor. I spoke to a guy at a liquor store. The liquor industry is taking a hit because of the shipping, uh, the problem with the shipping boats coming to the ports, right? California's having a problem with their ports. China's having a problem with their ports. I think Spain's having a problem with their ports. So a lot of places are having problems with their ports. And this is showing itself on our end now as consumers. So we have to um, take note of what's going on. We have to keep track of what's going on. And that will probably get us to prep a lot better, a lot faster, and we'll be the most readiest, if that's a word, people out there for what comes next. Because guys, I promise you, what's coming next is going to be painful. And it's not going to happen in a month or two months or six months. It's going to happen over the next couple of years. So they're doing this over the next couple of years because it develops the frog in the pot syndrome in people. What happens is people look at an event and they go, oh, that's all it was? Okay. And then the next event happens. Oh, that's not too bad. And before you know it, you're in a pot of boiling water and you're dead because you sat there and thought that it wasn't going to happen to you or it wasn't going to happen soon enough. And instead it did. And now you're up Schitt's Creek without a paddle. Right. So frog in the pot syndrome, guys, they are absolutely pushing that syndrome on a lot of people. And that's why a lot of people are not preparing. A lot of people are thinking this is going to pass. A lot of people thinking, oh, the government will take care of us. We as preppers know way better than that. So anyway, guys, this is The Angry Prepper. Thank you for listening. You can like and subscribe to my podcast channels. You can also head over to YouTube, like and subscribe to The Angry Prepper channel and The Angry Truth channel. You can also follow The Angry Truth on podcasts as well. Other than that, guys, thank you for listening.